What's good, y'all? This is Cornell Beer from Underrepresented, the podcast about design and culture. And I'm Alvin, the producer of the show. What's good, y'all? Sorry we don't have Calvin here. Um, I know y'all looking around like, Yo, where's Calvin? Where, where, Calvin? where can Calvin be? Uh, he is not here today. He's handling some family stuff because it's the holiday season and Calvin's a family man. So shout out to Calvin. And uh, we're recording this like late as hell, too. Yeah, this is like 11 o'clock at night on a weekday, so... But yeah, what's good, Alvin? How you doing, bro? I'm good. I'm good. Um, just been thinking a lot about personal branding, thinking a lot about collaborations. But just again, what do I want to put out into the world? You know what I'm saying? You can tell us late as hell. This nigga Alvin is sleep. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, no. Let me let me, let me let me hold on, let me perk up. Man, I'm excited about you know what I'm saying a lot of things. There we go. Nah, but I mean, it's funny because I, I came down a little bit because I'm like. Then I got in my head, I was really like thinking about it and been like, damn, like I'm really thinking about these things in a yeah. thoughtful way, but let me let me perk up a little bit about it. So yeah, I'm just it's exciting, but it's like so many things. Like even before we got on this pod, like even recording, yeah. we were just thinking about eight other projects that we're thinking yeah. about doing, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. like when you're thinking about it, like your mind is like um that meme of uh What's the, the hangover when buddy's like looking yeah. at all the different like math signs and stuff like yeah. that? That's what it's like. So then when I do that, I trail off and like even when I'm on like site working or whatever else that it's like people are like, Oh, you must be in thought. I'm like, Yeah, I guess so. Well, yeah. like, how do you, how do you tell? I'm like, Oh, cause I'm staring off. And yeah. It's like quiet as hell. But no, I think that's a, even like good insight just like to the idea of, um, this podcast, podcast episode that. We're actively always doing projects. Yeah. You know, you have your, your project, I got my projects, we got projects together. Um, and Calvin, you know, family and like his own projects is like a CD over at, um, United. Um, but yeah, just like we're always doing these things and then finding the time to come down and like podcast, you know, like yeah. broadcasts, you know, um, things pertaining to those projects or, um, just the tops that we're trying to cover. So yeah, and at the end of the day, we doing it for ourselves. But like at, at the, the same end time, of the day for real, we doing it. <laughs> we doing this for y'all. Like I said, it's late. Like, yeah. and what are we doing here? It's just like trying to provide value. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Um, so today's episode, we're really still focused on you know the crypto space, but specifically NFTs, yeah, and the artist world, and. We're so happy and fortunate that we have an artist here that yeah. has delved into that space, did a project. Gratitude, gratitude. And currently still doing it. Um, Cornell Beard, you want to talk about yourself a little bit? Yeah, yeah, who you yeah, are yeah for sure. Um, yeah, my name is Cornell Beard. I'm an NFT artist slash creator, uh, crypto enthusiast, podcast co-host, and designer. Oh. Um, but yeah, so the NFT space it is taking the world by storm right now. And I know we all like to like drop our dates for like when we <laughs> first heard about it and like when we entered the space and when we dropped our first projects. Um, so I guess, uh, I first heard of the space late last year. Um, and just in passing, I want to say it was around like December time when I first started my new job. Um, just me being a natural investor in the crypto spaces and stuff like that. Um, NFT was like, uh, I was in passing. I heard it, but then in February of this year, I got more into it because uh, one of our clients in my actual job is GameStop. And, you know, the whole GameStop stock, like, you know, they are the short squeeze for GameStop. And, like, the stock went from, like, $3 to, like, I don't know, um, and I think $500, $700 or whatever at one point. 
And with GameStop being a client of ours, I was like, how can we capitalize on like our viral nature as a business? And so pitching to GameStop, like potential ideas about how they can capitalize on their viral business right now. And NFTs came up in that conversation. Like NFTs and gaming community are very synonymous right now. So is there a way we can like create an NFT on behalf of like the GameStop? company in order to like capitalize on the stuff right now um put it out there it didn't go anywhere and i kind of forgot about nfts and they i think didn't care about it um and then in the summertime um they actually ended up like posting a job description like on linkedin that my manager t- sent me to me is like yo like you see this like they you know didn't care for your idea at the time but like they're taking it serious now and they're like hiring someone to be an nft creator and whatever so it's like oh that's dope so then i got back into the idea of like if these big companies are starting to look at it now like there must be more value here that i didn't notice before so i hopped into reddit and twitter spaces and youtube and um literally like my mind was blown just the idea of like what's happening I think initially I was intrigued because of GameStop and like just it's a new creative platform that ties in investing and creativity, which is like bridging my two worlds into one place, um, but not really understanding what was happening. Um, so July and August time really dove into the shallow end of like NFTs and like learning what is an NFT. Um, why are people talking about it? How are people making buku bread off of NFTs? And learned about um, royalties that you can attach to NFTs as creators so creators can always keep um, some type of ownership for their projects even after they sell it. So if I sell this thing to Alvin and he buys it for $1 and then you sell it to this next person, the 10% royalty that I attach to that, I will always receive that no matter how long it is transacted. And so I thought that was like dope. And like, I want to learn more about this thing. And when I dove into it fully into like the deep end, I would say like late this fall time or early fall, uh, mid fall time, really figuring out like why, how do royalties even work? And like, is that the magic sauce? And then learning about smart contracts is how royalties are attached to projects and diving into the deep end of smart contracts my mind was like blown like this is something very very magical right now that i think we're not taking as serious as we should um but yeah then i guess going back a little bit more i dropped my first project um in november which initially was actually a hoodie project uh, i just wanted to do like hoodies that said perfect timing and had this like timing phrase on it um, with 11 11 for november 11th and the timing 11 11 but then being into the trenches of the NFT space at the time, I tried to pivot into maybe this can become an NFT project, start brainstorming with the gang and like other Twitter spaces and formalize this project called Perfect Timing, which features a series of meta watches um, that I coined the term CryptoLex, which is uh, inspired by Rolex um, and the luxury nature of a Rolex, as well as like a lineage of Rolex watches. And I have a deeper story into like, you know, culture and like black culture not being able to even create a Rolex when Rolexes were created. And here we are in 2021 in this like new meta space that is kind of like winner takes all. It doesn't matter if you have the story of Swiss watches or the lineage of uh, Great Britain or whatever it is. Like anyone can do it if you can do it. Yeah. So, um, 
it's dope because you went through the whole timeline. And so what I want to kind of hone in on is to make that extra leap into learning more about it. Something had to pique your interest and you talked about how you even got started. Yeah. But to then take from, you know, NFTs and kind of hearing about like what it is or whatever else it is and wanting to learn more. What about the space? And to, to my knowledge, it seems like this space, especially for like creators, it's about the community, right? Yeah. So let's talk about what the community is like. Yeah. And then from there, like thinking about why you even wanted to actually finally do a project. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. So as you mentioned, community is like a huge part of NFT culture. And I, I want to say, that was like the right hook for me that actually got me to stick around and like be so in the trenches with NFT culture right now. Yeah. It's because the obviously money entices everybody. When you hear somebody brought this image for $200 and flipped it for 20 K within a few hours, like those pique your interest, but it seems kind of scammy. And then the royalty thing kind of piqued my interest. Like, Oh, like artists can be attached to their work. And like, that's dope. And like, it kind of inspired me to like become more of an artist um, than a traditional designer, which I feel like I'm currently am right now. But then hopping into like my first Twitter space, um, which is called like uh, Rug Radio, um, like the BIPOC LGBTQIA space, where like they interview people that you know fall under that umbrella um, about NFT space and like just their projects and um, equity and diversity within the NFT space and how like as we are something new right now we should prioritize it and when I was in that room I literally I sat in that Twitter space for like I'm not lying like eight nine hours bro like so Twitter space that's like oh yeah their yeah. whole yeah, yeah yeah so if you're familiar with like a familiar with clubhouse they do like these chat rooms where like there's like a speaker panel and like there's like an audience and um, yeah so it's just pretty much how that sounds yeah but they have it on twitter now so this twitter space that i was in had roughly between maybe like 40 and like 100 people over the span of the eight or nine hours that i was there and i didn't engage the entire time like actually Loki, I hopped in there first and those three people and like just the two calls were there. And I was like, yo, I'm just trying to find other black people that are in the, the yeah, NFT yeah. space to learn from and to connect with. And they're like, oh yeah, you know, tap in. And next thing you know, like my next nine hours was consumed by just random people hopping on stage and talking about their projects and their experiences so far. And I realized in that moment, like this is actually community that Although we, this is meta community. This is like people from around the world, essentially, all on their phones, like having real time conversations about really impactful things. And here I am, like at my work, you know, listening in on my AirPods uh, about projects. Or at that same evening, I ended up going to Home Depot and like getting some stuff and have my AirPods in still. And like, that's when I first heard uh, the dude Wahid um, from All Smiles. He was talking about his projects and, you know, it didn't even drop yet. And he was like, yeah, I'm working on this thing. It's coming out later this fall and blah, blah, blah. And it's like people are, you know, challenging people. People are questioning stuff. People are like showing love and support and appreciation, retweets. And like this is I don't know, what seemed to be like at the time, like a magical thing that I feel like 
all of the brands that I work with or have worked with in the past aspire for this thing right here, you know? So even like in my infancy in that space, I was thinking, how can I take or recreate this for like the clients that I have into yeah. like building authentic community around projects? So you're thinking about it from like a client standpoint versus your own personal. Yeah, I wasn't even thinking about myself at the time. Yeah. It's more so just like the value isn't even here of like flipping projects. The value isn't in the making money with things. The real value is in like human interactions and like how do you build micro communities around projects. Like I, I, the successful projects you've seen so far are like, you know, like Board Ape Yacht Club and like CryptoPunks and yeah. um, all, all Smiles Project and uh, Doodles. Like all these like projects that have, you know, like five to 10,000 generative art of something. And it's like, it sounds like a big number, but it's a very small number. If you think about the, the amount of people in the entire world that have access to potentially buy this thing. Right. Um, and so it's like, how do you get 10,000 potential people to buy an item or a, like an NFT that costs, you know, roughly a hundred dollars to like $1,200? That's crazy, right? Yeah. Like this, you think about the volume that's being transacted now, like that's wild. Ten thousand purchases for something that's such like a high dollar item, and having it be sold out within minutes at times. Well, I that's think community, you know, right? And that, I think the community part about it is what's most interesting, I guess, for me, because now as we're entering like you know Web three and the metaverse, and yeah. just like. Ultimately, these are just new platforms with new ideas and just people with new ideologies, right? So that's why I think it's so dope is... So now we've been living in this world of, like, just the internet and the explosion, of course, like, social media and whatever. So after a while, when things were in the beginning... If you, like, remember, like, the beginning of a lot of things, it was, like, very different. Like, Twitter in the beginning was very different than what it is now. It almost feels like... It's Twitter getting back to, bro. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, but like, yeah. Even, it, yeah, people were like saying all types of things, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it was like, that was the landscape. Yeah. And then after a while, when more people get in and then like new standards become a thing, even like Instagram, like, yeah. think about the beginning. I remember like in college, like when it came out, it was just like, it's I was posting like random things up because yeah. they never had stories, right? So I was like posting a couple times during the day and it was yeah. like really dumb stuff. Like I had this, onion that was like growing on top of my fridge or whatever yeah. I was like documenting that you know what I'm saying but yeah. even now so after those years right so I was like that was like 2010 11 whatever else yeah. it is so 10 years like now the standards have changed we don't yeah. post on our main grid as much anymore and yeah. also the things that we're sharing is like very meticulous so like now yeah. it's like so then it opens up to where is like the creativity at where is like the new ideas at and some people yeah. are just like trying to break it within the platforms that exist now. Yeah. Or you're just like, here's something completely new that has no standards, thus, you know, decentralized in that way, but almost like the way we're thinking about things is decentralized, right? Yeah. So now you have a group of people that are like, this is a new space, new ideas, new standards. And at the same time, like we're all here as like the early adopters, which matters, right? And people just like, like new shit. And now they're like starting to do like, new projects and just seeing value in, in yeah. that but the value it sounds like is within the community you know what I'm saying so when I talk to you like you said you're on the Twitter space is like hours I'm like bro yeah. what are you doing for hours like, yeah. it's like it's people talking about things that are like just interesting you know what I'm yeah. saying and you sit on there whatever else it is and just learning new things about the space but also like 
what do you want to contribute? Because right now, that's all that's there right now is his yeah. contribution. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, what? So, like, for you, what do you think, like, you're able to? What did you see, like, of the artists? Well, let's just even talk about, like, the NFT space and just, like, what types of art are you seeing? What types yeah. of people are you meeting? Yeah, going back to, like, the beginning again, um, there's one of my early Twitter spaces I was in um, about NFTs where this, this lady, uh, her name's Amy Stroud. This was shortly after that first space I was in. And I was just like listening in and they're talking about like, you know, if you want to be into the NFT space, like there's a, a link in my bio. You can like learn this thing. And, you know, there's a crash course guide and blah, blah, blah. And then like at one point she was like, who here doesn't own an NFT? And like I put my little emoji hand up and she's yeah. like, oh, shoot me your, your address. I'm going to send you something. She sent me my first NFT. And granted, like, the NFT, like, it wasn't, like, some really expensive thing. It was, like, I'm some stranger that she doesn't know. I could have lied. I could have yeah, just yeah. got a free NFT, you uh-huh. know? And this woman from Australia, like, just for the love, just, like, gave me one. Yeah. And I was, like, this is raw. Like, I really want to be a part of this. And while I was in that space, there was uh, this dude that was talking about um, this project that he is running, which is, like, some pizza project. Where, like, if you're hanging out in Decentraland, you can, like, order a pizza in that metaverse, and the pizza will come to your real house. Like, I'm not sure how he set it up or what he did, or if it was as simple as, like, you just order a pizza through him, and then, like, he calls Domino's and sends it to your crib. But, like, I was, like, that's next level thinking, like, how are you merging uh, these digital behaviors and like real behaviors of humans and like creating an experience you know right um and i think that also was something that like aided into like the idea of like my project and like how do you merge real world experiences with like meta experiences right um and yeah and i don't know that's that was like one project that i saw that kind of like really enticed me and then i guess more so lately like with my fascination now of like the idea of smart tra- contracts, not actually creating smart contracts is like I'm not a coder or a developer yet, yeah, because I'm I'm working hey, on think it. About it yeah. But um, yeah, like there's this um gentleman that came up that was talking about the creator of YouTube Music and how he's working on a project that, in a way, um, giving more what is it called uh giving more power back to consumers and individuals by sharing content. So right now you have been enjoying the new Taylor Swift album, the new Taylor Swift album, right? And that's your your thing. So you share about it all day, every day you post your favorite snippets and blah, blah. And in a way, like even Taylor Swift isn't really eating off of like you promoting that content. The social platforms are like eating from you sharing that because right. you're making people spend more time in that platform and using that platform to like find other things within that platform. And so what this dude is creating is a way to like, you can get, um, incentives for sharing that content. So when you share Taylor's new album, there's a way that you can like redeem like native tokens to the platform that you're sharing that on. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know how it works yet. Right. The, the idea sounds dope. It sounds impossible, but I think the underestimating of smart contracts right now will be like, well, it's, it's very foolish yeah. because, um, and I'm trying not to go too deep into the rabbit hole right now, but right. just to tying in 
currency, not like USD currency, but just you can create a currency that's a token that can be used on the Twitter platform, you know, yeah, the yeah. Twitter tokens, maybe. Yeah. And you could receive potentially Twitter tokens for doing certain things on that platform. Right. And those tokens will always have like a monetary value or be redeemable for like maybe it's like prizes or something like that, you know? Well, it's funny because like we're talking about NFTs, but we're not even talking about like artwork, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's and like, that's what, and that's what people see, I guess like, yeah. that's what I want to get to even like within this episode. And even like, um, I would say like my potential failure, just like not really thinking about it when I first created my first project is there's artwork. I mean, there's NFTs, which is a non fungible token, which is an idea, right? It's just like, that's just like the, the utility of it. It's like a yeah. canvas. It's like the medium that you're, you're making yeah. this thing on. But a canvas can hold anything. It can hold information. It can hold paint. It can hold uh, a print, whatever it is. So getting back to the NFTs again, like that vehicle can be used for anything. And what I said earlier about like smart contracts is kind of like what makes that NFT valuable. Um, early NFT projects being like these like profile pictures and things like that. But now they're creating, or they have been creating NFTs that become assets. There's an uh, NFT right now on OpenSea that the floor price, which is the cheapest price you can buy it at, is $400,000 right now, right? Which is crazy, right? But that NFT, if you buy it, you can use it to like farm or like mine these tokens, which is equivalent to $1,200 a day, you know? So, like, if you pay 400K for this NFT, you can put this NFT to work for you and make $1,200 of passive income daily, you know? And so, like, that's not art anymore. Like, that's next level thinking of, like, how do you make a non-fungible token an asset, you know? And, like, how can it work for you within the blockchain that it was created on? Right. And so that's where I, I think a lot of times, or a lot of times right now, we keep getting distracted by, like, PFP project or profile picture projects or yeah. on Twitter or the NFT space they call them PFPs, but you know like Board Ape Yacht Club and the Crypto Punks and all this like I mentioned earlier. But then Takeoff he dropped a, a PFP project called Apes in Space recently, and then uh, there's who is it right now? Uh, I'm not sure you follow Hoodville on Instagram. Hoodville oh. and Funny Hood vi- videos. Oh, okay, yeah. They are doing a collaboration project right now of like 10,000 of these like pit bulls. And it's just like, it's just more profile pictures. You know, like yeah, how yeah, many yeah. can you have in your arsenal? Uh-huh. And it's like, what else can you add to this project that makes it worth the $1,200 that I'm going to spend with it? Or what gives it the secondary market value? You yeah. know? And using the word value is important here too, because people are like, "Why do I want to invest in an NFT? Why do I want to do yeah. stuff?" And it's all based on value. It's what all, all these things is based off of value. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This idea of you know, for me, uh, even like I because I was listening to, and this will be in the um, in the that NFT beginners guide that we were building. Built actually, I think by the time you listen to this, it'll be built. So go to yeah. the website, go check it out. Um, but there's this long podcast from Tim Ferriss and um, two other gentlemen on there as well, too, um, Naval and I think Chris as well. And so anyway, but they're talking about the basis of the blockchain and just Bitcoin and how it started and this idea of yeah. like peer-to-peer um, transactions. And I'm like, 
who cares about that stuff? Like, I don't even know what that means. Like, I'm just yeah. thinking about dollars. But I'm like, oh, like, the idea of the dollar is coming from the idea of value, which is from the idea of trade, which is, yeah. like, the basis of who we are as human beings. Like, yeah. trade. Like, you have something that I want, I want something from you. It's like, yeah. and now we have value. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. as artists, we got to start thinking about when you are making a thing, like, that's cool that you make it and it can be yours. But, like, at that point, if you're putting it out into the world for somebody then to purchase, you have to think about the value for the other person. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, it's like, sometimes as we make things and we put our labor and our love into it and as we yeah. put it out into the world, we're like, people should value this at the point that I want it to be valued at, which is fine. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, it's whatever the market says. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But as you, as the artist... How do you build yourself up to where the things that you make are valuable for the other person? Which is what's cool about the NFT projects, and even with yours, is like you start building the quote unquote project, which is like, what is this thing that you made? And it's like yeah. a you you kept saying these things about these roadmaps that you're making for your project. I was like, yeah. why is he doing a roadmap? I was like, oh, because like you're building that story, right? Yeah. So NFTs and just being in these spaces of like, you know, web three in this way, it's just like yeah. we're building new stories for ourselves. So new ways to I guess give value to people and tell yeah. people like what we're actually doing. It's just like trying to find new ways to just show like this is my contribution. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And and so I think now like it's so easy for like you know as a graphic designer to be like oh yeah I'm just gonna start doing 3D art and that's just like I'm gonna start making money doing yeah. this quote unquote. But like you're you know like from minting to yeah. you know the gas fees and all that stuff you put all this stuff into it and then yeah. you have it sitting there and people think like all right here we go we in the marketplace people are just buying stuff just to yeah. buy it it's like nah it's still the same it's like yeah. the reason why the boss got is way more than the thing that somebody else made it might yeah. have taken more time or whatever else it is but you're buying into the artist you know what yeah. I'm saying and so now these it seems like these spaces are just new avenues are just new platforms for people to build new stories for themselves. Yeah. And I like that you keep going back to the artist because, um, and I'll dive more into like my project and like where I feel like it could have, I could have done things differently uh, or what I'll do differently next time. But sticking with what you said about the artist, that when someone's buying a project in IRL or in real life or, you know, via NFT, they're buying either into the artists or they're buying into the community. Mm. Um, so for a project that has 10K profile pictures, you're most likely buying into the community. Yeah. Um, and that is like a status symbol, like the owning of a, a Mercedes Benz or F F-150 or whatever yeah. you know, people buy. And so that's like kind of that idea. But then there's like other parts to it where... There's like a, a photographer, his name's Drifter or Drift, and he's like a veteran and he has accomplished his um, NFT or his, he's really successful in NFT space right now by taking these really uh, risky pictures by climbing the walls and sides of buildings and towers and um He's made a great success doing that so far. Well, yeah, you get better context than that. It's like this guy's on top of like the no, I mean, like he's, Golden Gate Bridge, like at the very top or something yeah, like that. Like you know he's what I'm like yeah. on top of stuff like that and like taking yeah. these dope photos and making dope edits with them, and is making a lot of like money doing that right now. And so, if you buy one of his pieces for you know twenty k or fifty k or seventy k. You're buying into the artist now, you know, not into the community. And so I think there's a difference between those two. And it's kind of like, I think initially, earlier this year, you know, 
pre my entry into it, there was this ideation that like you can pretty much buy any project and flip it right away because there's so little projects coming out. Mm. Well, I think that they said like earlier on there was like two or three projects a day that will come out. So it's like any of those like you can buy and like potentially flip and like make good bread. But then when summertime hit, those two or three projects turned into like 10, 20, 30 projects a day. And then by the fall time, it's like 30, 50 projects a day. And it's like, now it's like, what do I even, like, what do I buy? Right. And now it's like, there's more than Ethereum based or there's different blockchains. Like there's Ethereum blockchain, Solana blockchain, Bitcoin blockchain. So there's projects that are being made on different blockchains now too. And it's like, if my goal is to be here just to like buy things, to sell things, it's really hard now. And so, as in going back to today, if you're buying into NFTs, you're either buying into that artist or you're buying into that community. You're not just buying to flip things anymore. Right. At least, like, the majority, you can't because, like, how do you know what's going to be valuable, you know? Yeah. Um, and even when you were talking about the beginning and how few projects there were, it still goes back to the idea of these early adopters, which is, like, we're in on this thing and we're on, in on it early and we're yeah. having these conversations about it and it's exciting because all this new stuff yeah it's like look what it's almost like the computer like when you go back and thinking about you know apple and the personal computer and just like how that stuff started which was like you know he was just doing these things at a computer club yeah. like you know what i'm saying yeah. it's like um was it wasn't was just like yeah i'm just making this thing just because it was cool you know what i'm yeah. saying and then from there it's just like we're just excited about the space, you yeah. know what I'm saying? And then now, as it grows, like, you want it to grow, too, you yeah. know what I'm saying? And as you're early to it, then you can kind of see, like, what's going on, what's what's happening, the team yeah. that are there. But obviously, the biggest value is how early you are, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. also, your value, of course. Yeah. But the value can come in when you come in. Yeah, and so I like that you keep saying value, too. A mentor of mine, Houston White, uh, he always, when I first met him a long time ago, he had talked to me about like showing up and adding value and like that's how you earn your spot on any team, you know? And so I like, I guess adding to what you said, showing up early and adding value. So like the earlier you show up and the more value you add and the consistency that you show up and add value to the space uh, determines like your success within the space. And I see that very clearly within the NFT space now that your engagement drops off drastically if you're not engaging with like your potential like either customer base or you know people around you that are actively building their projects or supporting your project or whatever the, the relationships are and that is very important and actually it's why I still feel like even though like my first project didn't fully sell out I see that I see the value in it you know because of how much value I am adding to the space and how much value I will continue to add to the space that those early projects will be the ones that will be very valuable in the long term. You know, even if like the idea of a meta watch is new and early and hip um, now or last month or next month and it's not popping or trendy, you know, a year from now, the nostalgia of like what, the times were then makes it valuable, you know, yeah. just like a, a Ralph Lauren sweater from like the ni 1998. Like it was probably lame in 2002, but now it's fire, you know? Yeah. So what do you think are like when people are like, yeah, like NFT is like, why am I just 
buying into this thing this you know i can right click save that's like the biggest joke you know yeah. what i'm saying and so what would you say to those people that just like aren't in it but they just see it as those things yeah and i mean i never really address those comments right now because like if that's where people's headspaces are then it's like you're just you're not ready for right. it yet. Yeah. um but then when somebody you know hears about what's happening in the nft space and is intrigued to learn more and not criticize or downplay based off of like the right click and save argument or the environmental concerns, which also are very valid too. But it's like when we get into the idea of like, I'm curious and want to know more. It's like, okay, let's talk about the idea of ownership. Cause that is, you know, also the real value of these things right. is like owning real life assets, you know, um, no matter how many times you could take a picture of a, a car outside or how many times you can like replicate. Uh, a t-shirt from a famous designer or whatever, you don't actually ever own the real thing, you know? As many prints of Mona Lisa that Ikea sells annually, it'll never be the Mona Lisa, you know? Yeah. And so, the idea of, like, right-clicking and saving is like, oh, yeah, yeah, like, just whatever. But, yeah, like, yeah. do you own it? Can you sell this JPEG that you own for the same amount of money that the actual owner can sell their JPEG for, you know? Right. And I think... That is, I mean, I ain't gonna say the argument, but like, that yeah. is like the reality of it. And I think as the world is progressing and especially with like the pandemic last year, I think that really expedited NFT space and cryptocurrencies because we are all at home and we're forced to live in like a digital environment for our workplaces and connecting with our family members from across the country or a world or whatever. And I think it really put pressure on that market. To create those platforms and connections, if that makes sense. Because yeah. now you are, you know, um, how does, I don't know, even like the idea of like metaverse. Yeah. And the met, I feel like metaverse, NFTs, cryptocurrencies are like the buzz around the entire world right now. Mm-hmm. Um, besides Omicron, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but those are the things that are like, you know, really in everybody's mouths right now. And it's because we are separated, but we're together. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like those things tie us together. Decentraland is very, or any metaverse platform like Decentraland or Crypto Voxels or uh, Facebook's platform that's being built. Those are places where people can like come and connect with each other mm-hmm. and just be, you know? And then now you incorporate NFTs to metaverse. You can buy gear for the metaverse as NFTs. You can buy tokens to allow you to concerts to watch New Dog perform live in a metaverse, you know? So it's like you're starting to take real world experiences and create digital <clears throat> digital experiences that are now more accessible for people. If yeah. I wanted to go see a Snoop Dogg concert on a Tuesday afternoon right now, like I can't. Like there's mm-hmm. no way I can do that. I shouldn't like up and fly and go somewhere and do that. Right. But if I could attend this live concert via metaverse and still get that interaction of like Snoop Dogg performing live and potentially get uh airdropped or like sent, you know, Snoop Dogg merch for like my avatar, that's a dope experience now, you know? Yeah. Um and then when you go a step beyond that, like how you start to like marry those experiences too. And I think that's like like a whole nother level that we can get at another time, but yeah, I and for a lot of these things, it just sounds like you gotta go check it out. You know what I'm saying? Just yeah. Get, so a lot of people just aren't really checking it out. You know what I'm saying? And and that's okay. But 
again, I think the value is in the community. So as an artist, right? So if you're somebody that's listening to this as somebody that makes things, yeah. Um, the value in the things that you're making and also like the community around it, you know, it's, yeah. it's so funny because like, so I was in LA a lot last year and I just like was siloed. I felt like I wasn't, it, it, I guess even just people in general, you know, with COVID, it was just like, you couldn't be around people, send people, yeah. whatever. So was, and we we're connecting online or whatever. This is just different. Yeah. But even as like specifically, if you're into a very specific thing, yeah. So like even as an artist, like it's hard to have conversations with somebody that doesn't make art or interested yeah. in the space. So like it's almost like talking to a wall, and you're like, you just don't get it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But it's like these spaces is those people that are like, hey, just so happens to be this. This section of NFTs, like yeah. we make art and we are all also artists and we yeah. are supporting each other in this way. And also the people that are contributing, like have certain capital, whatever else for us to live in this space where they're not really interested in buying things in another way. It's just like yeah. another way in a new platform, a new standards. It's just new things. And people yeah. like, I want to, again, the thing that's in your pocket right now, the dollars or whatever else in your yeah. card is based off of like trade and value. So it's yeah. like you're putting money on things that you value, whether you don't believe it or not. Yeah. For a certain extent, you know, obviously like bills or whatever else it is. But after that, it's like, you know, somebody might spend money on, like you said, a concert. Like yeah. somebody like, you know, the Grateful Dad is like a good example of like the core people go wherever they are in the world yeah. to go to these concerts. These old dudes ain't making no new music. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. listen to the same thing over and over, but they're still there. Why? The yeah. community is so great. And it's like, yeah. and we just love the music, but we also love being around each other because we yeah. have that camaraderie around each other. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So in the new, the NFT space is just like, hey, we've all had this ideology of being like, I'm tired, or at least I'm just more interested in creating art for a particular, to me, I'm like a particular type of person. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's like, I'm making art for some people that just value art and value telling stories and a value. Yeah. To me, it's like the idea of decentralized is like community. We're more interested in being like, let's do something together. Yeah. Let's have communication and stuff like that together and not feeling like we're being siloed or censored or all this other stuff yeah. by like the larger platforms. You know what I'm saying? So I've yeah. always felt that way. It's so funny because it's dope that like this space is coming up. I don't yeah. make art like that anymore, but I'm like interested in art. You know what I'm saying? An artist. And I feel like I'm somebody who's like an advocate in that way. Yeah. I mean, I always make this joke. It's like, I'm a suit disguised as an artist. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm like, but I, but my thing is like, I have the understanding of like artists and artistry and that stuff. And I'm like, yeah, certain platforms where we're at right now is starting to feel like it's capped where it's yeah. like, Instagram feels very transactional. You know yeah. what I'm saying? We've been living in it so long that the likes and the comments or whatever else it is, but specifically like the views, it's like these vanity yeah. metrics make you feel like you're not being valued. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Or your value is tied to this algorithm, quote unquote. It's like, yeah. and so you have to start changing your work to fit certain things yeah. and this and that. But like what you really need is a community of people that like, want to see have access to your things yeah. value you and you still are be able to give value in telling your story and things like yeah. that right and these platforms are people just more apt or more open to hear what you got to say like you said yeah. Twitter space is like they're on it for hours bro I'm yeah. like y'all talking for hours a, bro so like my latest investment into like the NFT space <coughs> my latest investment into the NFT space is into the crypto.com platform and it's solely because, like, I hopped into this random space, 
It's called 24-7 Loaded Lions Jungle Chat. And I'm like, like, which, what is this? And I hopped in, and it's like 50 people in there, and they all had the same uh, profile pictures from the same project, uh, which are Loaded Lions, which were a, a profile picture project from Crypto.com. And these lions, they went, I don't know, they minted for our... They initially sold for $200 or minted for $200. And currently, at the time it's recording, they're selling at uh, $4,000 on the cheap end and upwards of like 100k on like the steep end, you know? And these people were all here just like chatting about like, you know, the community and like um, how cool lines are and like, am I going to sell it? Am I going to keep it? I don't know. And then some lady hops in the chat and she's like, oh, like, you know, I love the energy here. Um, you know, can you guys tell me more about Loaded Lions? And they're talking for a good 10 minutes. And out of nowhere, I guess like one of the dudes in the chat has sent her a DM saying like, do you want a Loaded Lion? And she's like, yeah, but I just can't afford one right now. He's like, well, select one of these right here. And she like picked one and he like sent it to her just off rip. That's at least 4K that he just sent her potentially. You know, he probably paid $200 for it, but he sent it to her and said, you know, I don't want any money for it. I just want you to be a part of the community. I like what you're bringing right now. And please bring other women like you because we need more women in the space. So it's nice having your voice up here, you know, in this space. And I was like, that's that's cold, bro. Like, I want to be a part of this, you know? I yeah. want to be a part of this. And so I didn't buy a lion, but they had another project on the side chain, which is like a chain based off of the Crypto.com chain called Kronos. And that is like a part of like the jungle chat too, where it's, it's ch- um, chimps now. And um, what I'm going back to is the chat was called 24-7 Loaded Lion Jungle Chat. Now it's called 24-7 Just Jungle Chat, where there's like lions and meerkats and chimps. And it literally runs 24-7, bro. That's crazy. Like, it literally runs 24-7. You know why? Because, like, it's international. So, like, we here right now, and, like, we probably stay until, like, maybe 2 or 3 a.m. And then the buddies overseas that are also in the community, they become the host of the chat. And they run the chat, you know, for the next seven or eight hours or whatever it is. Then somebody in the next time zone picks it up and, like, it just keeps running, bro. And they have stints where they run for, you know, a week at a time or, you know, three days, whatever it is. Like, but it keeps going solely based off of the community being so, like, tied into the idea that we're a community. Even though we've never probably physically met each other, we're like, we're tight like that, you know? Yeah. So with your project, right, CryptoLex, you going to do another one? Yeah, yeah. So for the, <clears throat> I guess going back to my project quick. Um, so they call it in the NFT space, they call it like uh, a shill. So when you share your work or share your project or information about your project, it's like shilling or like pitching your work, you know? And, and most cases it's frowned upon unless it's like asked to like shill your work. So if you go into a space, you don't want to just like somebody's <laughs> talking like, yeah, man, like, you know, my grandma just died and blah, blah. And you hop on stage like, yo, can I tell you about my project that I'm working on? <laughs> you know? Right. So it's like, you want to find the right places to talk about your work. And so. Sometimes I feel like I don't even like talking about my projects. I don't want to feel like I'm trying to sell somebody something. Yeah. Um, but in this case, you know, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about it. <laughs> All right. Um, but yeah, so as I mentioned everything before about the project, it's called CryptoLexus, and it's a part of a bigger project called Perfect Timing, um, which is just like an embodiment of like my journey and mostly the crypto space. Um, but 
pretty much entirely in like investing in general that timing is the 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 most valuable asset you have um and growing anything that the longer you can sit into something that if it's a good investment, it'll go up in time, whether it's down today and up tomorrow and down the next, um, as time goes by, it'll steadily go up. And I think we, uh, we as investors or we as people like trying to like get into something, we're always trying to find like the proper entry point and the proper exit to like buy in low and to like sell high and the culmination of that ideology with my fascination with like luxury goods and quality made goods and my background in like branding and my new job doing like a little bit of product design and product development i just like merged all these things into one project um basing it off like what i said earlier about like i the reality of me making a physical watch right now that's a luxury good and selling it for, you know, thousands or tens of thousands of dollars is very unlikely because I don't have the resources or the capabilities to make that happen right now. But in a meta environment and with like my skill set, I can do that. I did that, you know? Yeah. And so did that and um the series is twenty four watches over the next year and they were initially additions, but now they're just one of ones and each watch tells a different story that pertains to like either my journey within the crypto space or my journey just in life in general uh, reflects that, but still embodies the idea of a luxury timepiece. And with the funding from project and, and or funding from project as well as us as underrepresented leading into like this NFT space with these episodes in the series leading up to an event, I, uh, pretty much taking the 50% of the proceeds from products sales and using that as a vehicle to invest into the NFT project that we're dropping in February or this like gallery space, which I can talk about in a little bit um, with the intention of like showing real world case scenarios about how NFTs work and like how that funding can lead back into things that betterment or the betterment of the community, you know? And I'm not sure if this is the place right now to like dive back into like critiquing my own project, not necessarily the uh, the creation aspect of it, but more so about the impl imp implementing the project into the NFT space. You know, as I mentioned earlier about community being a huge a huge proponent of NFT space, and I don't know. I've had a Twitter account for the longest, like everybody else, and I typically use it just for researching for investments, um, crypto, and things like that in the past. So for the longest, I probably had like five followers and follow like 20, 30 accounts, and that was simply it. But then come September time of this year and diving into like my first project, I'm like, oh, I got to turn up now in the NFT space, you know? So, um, in spaces having conversations and like exchanging like business cards and like having these dm conversations so much that my instagram account like it, it pretty much just like became like non-existent to me because of the things you mentioned before like it's very transactional like you post a picture you're looking for some type of like interaction of somebody to can i buy this can i share this you know can i have your number or whatever it is like yeah. it's one of those things where it's like you're just doing these things for a certain thing but in the Twitter spaces now, it's like I'm actually getting information, giving information, 
establishing real connections with real people that are about something real and bigger than ourselves in a way. And did that for, you know, like two months and then dropped the project. And the, and this is, I guess, like where I feel like I potentially fumbled it is because Instagram carried my traditional supporters mm. of all my previous projects yeah. that, you know, people that will buy merch, that will buy tickets to events, that will buy posters, which, you know, donate money to events or things that I was putting together. And I pretty much temporarily abandoned that community and tried to go build new community in like Web3 space on Twitter and connecting with those people and you know, now I'm dropping an NFT project two months later and coming back to like my old community, like, yo, I'm dropping an NFT project and it's on the Ethereum blockchain on OpenSea. You can buy it for 0.11 Ethereum, which at the time was $700. And so for people in the past have rocked with me for projects that traditionally spend, you know, anywhere between like free and like $200 for something. And now they're being challenged with buying something in like that they never purchased before and they, don't even know what it is. It's a metal watch. And like, I try to purchase it. Now I see that it costs $700 to purchase and I have to like buy Ethereum and buy and get a wallet and transfer that Ethereum to that wallet and then go to the platform just to realize that I need an extra $150 or $250 in like transaction fees to purchase this thing that I don't even understand. Right. So it's like, I was expecting my old community to like, show out and like show love that way mm. not knowing the barriers right away that I'm expecting this new community that you know just shook my hand yeah. you know last month and now I'm asking for them to you know buy this project which the people that actually show love and bought the project um were the people that were a part of my like OG community but are also like an NFT community yeah. and so I realized that like I did it right we're like the people that from, you know, this OG community, they understand like my authenticity and like what my intentions are with this project. Um, that are also in NFT space. So they like see like, Oh, this is a no brainer. I'm going to buy this thing. Mm. But the new people that are in this space, like this is a new Twitter account and he's just dropped a project. And like, I don't know if he's going to be an artist next year or next month, let alone mm. tomorrow. So like, why do I want to show out yet? But all those things combine, um, brings it back to the place like I understand that like my project has value long term mm -hmm. because of like how I've moved in life long term so far that I may be newer in the Twitter space and then newer into the web three space but like they don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, like they sure, don't know. Yeah. Like, they uh, they may think they know, they may dismiss you on stage or whatever it is, but like they don't know what's happening and what's yeah. about to happen. So we're yeah. about to happen. Nah, it's, it's for real though. It's like, yeah. it's kind of like the things, I guess going back to what you were talking about earlier and what Twitter spaces are right now and like being open to literally individuals and like sharing their stories and how traditional world for creation and art right now, it's like a very gated community. Like the TV is up in here right now and they're showcasing some type of stuff. But it's like, there's pretty much like one team for one company, maybe this is like Roku in this case, that is allowing us to see what we're seeing right now. Mm. So like me as an individual artist, like how do I ever get my work to be seen there? And then if I'm placing the emphasis on like my success now 
on whether or not Roku is going to share my artwork on their platform. It's like there's no way that everybody can get to that spot, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so going back to NFT space, it's heavily community driven and it's a gated community where like they don't protect it from individuals. They protect it from like big companies. Yeah, yeah gotcha. So Pepsi dropped the product, the project the other day. In the NFT community, like they hate it. Like oh, it's really? like yeah. this is terrible. Why is Pepsi creating a profile picture project, and why is Gary V the one that's like leading it? And it's like mm. they don't want players like that in there. Even when like Facebook dropped the whole Meta thing, it's like financially, it's like dope for your investments because it's becoming like more commercialized as a player in the space. It's like fuck, Facebook is now here. They got Buku bread. You know, yeah, it's like, gotcha, yeah. if it took me, you know, like, my life savings and this, this, and this to, like, you know, just get off the ground, Facebook coming here, you know, spend a couple billion dollars and, like, they got their own metaverse. Right, they got yeah. a whole clientele and everything already. So it's like, the community embraces people right now. Real people that want to show up and, like, add value and mm. contribute, whether that's artwork, um, money, developing skills, uh, coding experience whatever it is like they want people to come in mm. but when people come in that are on behalf of like yo like you know we're from target like you know we want to drop an nft yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like no y'all can't yeah, be yeah, here yeah, yet yeah. you know we still working you know yeah. and so yeah it's just i think embracing the idea if you're if you are curious um you know we have that tool set on the website so check that out and if you're more curious, even with that tool set, I'll drop some of my Twitter handles in there too. But just take your time, go on Twitter, fall into a rabbit hole of Twitter spaces, fall into a rabbit hole of like YouTube videos. Um, not everything you watch is like the best thing to watch. So, um, another terminology they use a lot is like DYOR, which is do your own research. Cause everything, Whenever somebody's telling you anything, it's like, what is the incentive? Like, what does this person have to gain for telling me this knowledge? Yeah. A lot of knowledge is, like, free. It's, like, free game. But other times, like, it can lead you down a rabbit hole that may lead to you being bankrupt or, like, right. you doing some, like, weird shit, you know? So. Yeah. Um, no, that's good. I think that um, let's just quickly touch on how we want to do some onboarding. Man, not necessarily, I think onboard is a tough word. Such an aggressive word. Right? I know, right? It's like, we're doing some onboarding. No, I got captain. No, I think it's important that, you know, having you actually doing a project on NFT matters. You know what I'm yeah. saying? We're not necessarily just talking about the shit. I walked like, so y'all Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I did yeah. it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Then you're talking about everything that, um, the good and bad, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. also just like, you in it, you know what I'm saying? So you're a part of it in that yeah. way. Uh, you're learning new stuff every day. So it's just funny, like, from when we first started to, like, where we're at now. Like, yeah. I'm asking a bunch of stuff. So it's, like, funny to see it go up. Yeah. And so going back to what you said about onboarding, and I do think, like, it's, like, an abrasive word at times. Yeah, yeah. Um, even the idea of, like, cryptocurrencies and, like, yeah. blockchain, I feel like a lot of times it can feel very overwhelming to people yeah. and feel, like, very, like, salesy. Um, so I guess, like, to make it easier for people that are interested and that's kind of like I keep going back to is like if you're interested you know follow the white rabbit yeah, and go yeah. wherever it goes but if you're not interested like it's okay like you know you will find your time and like where it applies to you but so what we're doing is people that are interested into like the crypto space and are interested into like learning more about NFTs and potentially making their own project or purchasing NFTs 
um, creating this guide, but also this episode series of NFT content, blockchain content, leading up to an actual event where we'll have panelists that are versed in NFTs and uh, crypto enthusiasts, blockchain experts that can answer questions to attendees about you know what is blockchain, what are, what are NFTs, what is the future of NFTs, why is it valuable, what are smart contracts, what are the acronyms, and then also while in that same space, um, giving real estate to artists to create their own artwork as NFTs to show how the merger of um, meta spaces and in real life spaces can like coexist and pretty much just like simplifying the idea of like purchasing an NFT as if like you were purchasing a piece of artwork at a gallery and making that more simple of a transaction. Just instead of using your debit card or a credit card, you're going to use your crypto wallet and exchange a cryptocurrency versus like a US dollar. And so that's kind of like what we're working on in order to help almost like debunk the ideas of crypto being this like strange space or like entities yeah. being um, over our head or I need to know tech or scam me or whatever people think about it and just like normalizing those things. Yeah. If you're interested. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should be. Um, another concept that I've been thinking a lot about is meeting people where they're at. You know what I'm saying? It's like, like you said, onboarding is a tough word. So it's like, yeah. No, it, I think the tough part that we have is doing exactly that. Be like, yo, where are you in your process of just like, maybe you're not even all that interested, but we're going to, I base a lot of my projects and the thing that I'm into and being like, how do I combine those two worlds? You know what yeah. I'm saying? So it's like, with the gallery is like, it's not just like, you know, our gallery as we're still thinking about this, but it's like, yeah. It's a whole vibe, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, you come for the music, you come yeah. for the drinks, come yeah. for the food. Oh, yeah. yeah, also some NFTs. Yeah, also yeah. NFTs. Yeah. Yeah. It's like just normalizing the whole experience to like a normal experience. And the purchasing of an NFT or like owning a collect like a piece of artwork, you're just changing the way that you make that transaction. Yeah. And uh, also, you know, when that environment is there... Everyone that is there will walk away with some type of like digital asset in whatever wallet they are currently holding. This is kind of like give that experience of like, I never owned an NFT, but like now I do, you know, it's on behalf of underrepresented. It's something and maybe it's very valuable someday. Maybe it's valuable to you because it's your first NFT, like the one that Shorty gave me on Twitter spaces. I don't care if that, you know, 10x one day or five, whatever it is. I want to keep that for a lifetime because of that experience, you know? And it sits in my wallet on my phone, you know, and it's attached to me and like I can never get rid of it. Yeah, I was actually, I was like, when you say you got an NFT, I was like, dang, how'd you get one already? Like, oh, yeah, so I, even I was like, dang, that's crazy. Yeah, it's just a community that's kind of wild. So like, they yeah. out here, like, just supporting. Yeah. And I guess like to touch on just one last thing, yeah. um, just keep going back to community. And I, I know I keep dropping like acronyms and stuff like that within the space that, the NFT space or Web3 space language is very important. And I'm kind of like waiting for the day. It's actually, it's already happened with like the whole Pepsi project that they came in and like they had a, a like a live like Twitter conversation with um, Facebook's Twitter account. Yeah. So it was like Pepsi talking to Facebook and they are using like the lingo yeah. for like Web3 and everybody was like hating it because like, it's like we say community very willingly because like it's building a community. But then when Facebook comes in, it's like we want to build community with y'all. You know, it's like 
Like, why? Yeah, like, yeah. Like, you, you got an angle, you know? Like, yeah, you want to yeah. build community because you want to, like, monetize on something. And so, thinking of, going back to individuals again, coming into the space and, like, being really intentional with your language and realizing, like, you don't want to be here to sell something. You don't want to be here just to buy something. You want to be here to contribute something. And contribution is in the form of, you know, conversation, um, likes, retweets, comments, uh, praise, uh, critique, like... They're really, it's real contribution that you're adding and not just showing up saying like, yo, like I'm dropping an NFT project, like rock with me or yo, like I just got cash to spend, where should I spend my money? So it's like, just be authentic when you do come. And I think you'll realize like how how valuable the space can be. Valuable, not monetarily valuable, but like actually valuable to like humans. Yeah. Your contribution. That's dope. I think we kind of ended there. The end. <laughs> no, that's good. But no, yeah. So yeah. So stay tuned. You know, we got these episodes dropping over the next few weeks. Here, um, we got the homie Nate on the podcast. He's coming up soon. Uh, the homie Cecil coming up. So we got a pretty decent lineup of NFT enthusiasts and blockchain experts. And stay tuned for more information about this event. And if you are an artist and you made it this far into the episode, I love you. Alvin loves you too. Um, yeah, so just, you know, stay tuned. Um, can't give out too much of the details right now, but we love y'all. Talk to y'all soon. Check out the website. We out here for y'all. Appreciate it. Peace.